Let's just agree that this is it For the night, I don't know where it is Leave your bags in the car, keep it running I won't pretend that I want these things what may I don't know what it is And I don't wanna know I don't wanna know Happy Hump Day, welcome back to Morning Coffee with Rick Alexander on the Lionheart Radio channel. Tomorrow we are airing a full-length episode of Lionheart Radio with Mark Crandall. Uh, he's actually been on the show before. We just uh, we have a really good conversation and just chat about his new book coming out. And we sort of, I don't know, we sort of dissect the growth process and the process of, of writing a book and really all that entails you to force yourself to look at uh, on yourself, which can be really difficult. But we just really break down that process of learning and growth and how to convey the message to others. So uh, stick around. That one will air tomorrow as a full-length episode on Lionheart Radio. What I wanted to do real quick today is talk a little bit about self-love and uh, this movement that it's definitely not new. Like it, there's been a self-help or self-love movement. The acceptance of oneself has been like something that's been propagated quite a bit since social media started. And I think anything that we put into really short memes or short things has a tendency of being misunderstood. And uh, I don't know, it just, it's, it, we have a tendency to see a lot of, I think these self love and these memes that sort of encourage us to love who we are, I think it can do more harm than good if you don't have a real understanding of what self-love is. And so what I wanted to do today is I wanted you to take a really hard look at yourself. But first, I want to talk about this idea of what love is. So uh, it's a lot of things, but love in most languages, uh, in most religions, it's a synonym for God. And I think when you really get to the bottom of what love is, it is a synonym for truth. So it is like the ultimate reality in almost all religions, almost all uh, cultures, love and truth, they cannot exist separately. And so what you have, if you don't have truth with love is just some feelings about something or someone. I've talked a little bit before about how our language sort of forces us to objectify love sometimes if we're not careful. Uh, well, that's just another symptom of it. So what I think is the first thing to know before I get into this is that love and truth are essentially the exact same thing. Now, where that can be further confusing is if you, let's say that you have a truth that you hold, a lot of times what humans do is that they'll take a truth and then they'll use that truth to prop themselves up and to look down on somebody else. Uh, and it's because it's so easy to do. If you have something that you hold as completely true, like maybe a way of like a style of eating or a way of working out or a way, a mode of being in the world, if you find that to be true for you, it's really easy to look at people that aren't living in truth and to use that as a way of dividing yourself from somebody else. And, and on, quite honestly, it's just not helpful in most situations. And so I think the way that love and truth really find themselves work together is when you add compassion. It's truth with compassion is love. And I think that is the best definition of love that I could possibly give you guys because I think that's what it truly is. 
you have to stand on what you know to be true while also holding compassion for the people that don't see the world from your point of view. And one of the things I heard recently that I really loved is that there is no ultimate point of view. There's just a view from a point. And so one thing to understand is that perhaps the point that you are at and the lens that you're looking through gives you a certain truth and somebody else might be looking through a completely different lens with a completely different upbringing. And so they have a different truth. I think you see this a lot just in a micro way in the competing ways that uh, the competing ideologies for exercise and fitness that have emerged in the last like, let's say 10 to 20 years. So holding this idea of what love is truth plus compassion, when you think about applying it to yourself, I think this is where we get it wrong. See, we think a lot of times people are like, well, self-love means that you just accept everything that is, but that is to live outside of truth, right? And so I think you have to hold yourself to a certain standard and that's what self-love is. It's not allowing yourself to live less of an existence out of the simple need for acceptance. And what do I mean by less of an existence? I don't know. What do you let yourself get away with that you know that you shouldn't? And if you were to hold yourself to a higher standard in that area would allow you to show up better in the world as a better version of who you are. Perhaps how you eat, perhaps how you move in your movement practice, perhaps your spiritual practice, perhaps how you are in relationships. Self-love doesn't mean just accepting every single thing about you because humanity is, by definition, a full spectrum of all emotions and characteristics. So we all have the capacity to hurt people. We all have the capacity for love. We all have to feel pain. We all have laughter. We all have fear. Like all of these things are very real and we have to acknowledge them. And I think real self-love comes down to the fact that you cannot allow yourself to live less of an existence because you want to accept every single thing about you. Now, the way that you do this is you have to bring compassion into the mix. It's kind of like the bird that kicks the baby bird out of the nest. They don't do that because they don't love the baby bird. They do that because they know that that's what's needed in order for this thing to make their way in the world properly. And you need to do that with yourself. You need to like sort of self-examine all of the different areas of your life where perhaps you hide behind the idea of self-love and you don't hold yourself to a standard. And because you don't hold yourself to that standard, actual self-loathing begins to creep in because the way that you show up in the world isn't in alignment with how you know you could. And so if you really want to love yourself, you have to hold yourself to all of the tough but correct decisions that you have to start making in your life. You know, and you can you can hide behind this idea of like we do a really good job of not holding ourselves to the standards. But every once in a while, you get a glimpse at who you really are. Like maybe you show up for me, I'll show up in a race unprepared. I did a really good job of telling myself like, it's okay, you deserve a break, you deserve to not rest. And it's like, it's a, it's a paradox. And you really have to learn how to navigate it. Again, with compassion, because you have to hold yourself to a standard. But no, that doesn't mean you hate yourself. It just means that you want better for who you are and what you could have in this life. And like I said, sometimes if you don't, like for me, I could hide behind this psychology of making myself feel better than I actually was performing in the moment. But sometimes, you know, you run into a breakup or a business failure, or at least for me, like I'd show up in a race and not do as good as I want in black and white. Objectively, I was seeing all of the ways that I didn't show up for myself in that training block leading up to that thing. And you could apply that to every single area of your life. So don't conflate this idea of self-love to mean acceptance. What it really means is truth plus compassion. 
Have the guts to hold yourself to what you know to be true and have the compassion to know that you're just a human. You're just figuring it out. You have the capacity for all of the negative things in life, just like you do the positive and you can't get too stuck in one or the other. True self-love, in my opinion, is getting you where you need to be in life by holding yourself to a standard and making the tough decisions. And when you make those tough decisions, you build a case for yourself. You show yourself that you are somebody worthy of all of the things that you actually want. And I think that's how that cycle propagates itself. Because remember, our psyches always work on momentum. That momentum could be bad. And you know that when you start missing the gym and not eating well. And they also work positively. And you know that when you do start eating well and you do dial in your movement practice. And then when you don't want to miss it, right? So this idea that our psychology works in a very avalanche type way. I don't know if that is a sentence that makes any sense, but just think about that in accordance with self-love. The more truth you hold yourself to, the more compassion you give to yourself, knowing that you're not always going to come up the mark. That's a balance that's worth putting time and effort into because it's the way that you show up in the world and you don't do it through self-loathing. And I've done episodes on that. But again, like hate is a strong motivator in a lot of ways. It'll get you to a point, but it's a pretty limited. It'll give you a pretty limited capacity for experiencing life. And I don't want that for you just like I don't want it for me. I love you guys. Love yourselves. I'll talk to you later on Morning Coffee. Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend is the city I live in, the city of angels. Lonely as I am, together we cry. I drive on the streets cause she's my companion. I walk through the hills cause she knows who I am.